Hi, I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your co-host, Cammy. Welcome to another episode of Baby It's Therapy Podcast. Yeah. They can hear it. <laughs> they can definitely hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so on today's episode, we want to talk about how even though we mentioned many times therapy is a game changer, we also want to emphasize on how therapy is only part of your healing journey. It is very important to not solely rely on your therapist. And we would like to explain why and how you could not be too dependent on your therapist. Nice. So um, as we all know, um, I don't know, at least for me, when I step into therapy, I felt like therapist is my best friend, like new bestie. I started to form this attachment, I guess. <laughs> I asked my therapist one day, yeah, you know, one day uh, my therapist was like, I told him like this sad story and I was like, oh, this is so annoying. And he's like, well, what can I do to make you feel better? And I said, can you maybe adopt me? <laughs> he's like uh what else can I do baby oh oh grace I'm like I would love to live in your household I feel like your wife is also very nice grace no (laughs) we don't say that to our therapist yeah I think that was uh, a very clear sign that I formed an attachment and I was very reliant on my therapist uh, and you know it's always like also growing up I kind of you know used to like for example when I in the gosh for example if I said like dad I want to go to the grocery store and then growing up my dad's like okay I'll drive you there so I kind of like used to this form of like once I found like a professional or someone who can help me do something I will let them do everything Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I walk into therapy and like okay you're a professional uh in mental health and my mental health here I'll take my mental health and give it to you it's all on you yeah but but it's not the case right yeah yeah no I mean in my case therapy helped me get my life on track again but again I why do I keep saying again I feel like I say again so much it's been a long day yes <laughs> it, it has been but um it's important to remember that you need to put in the effort to get better. You know, like you got to want to get better in order to get better. And I did. And, you know, I had to make those conscious efforts to not do certain behaviors and participate in certain things that would put me in a bad place. Um, for example, for a little while, I was using alcohol to cope. I was using alcohol to help me sleep. So um, for a while, you know, it had to be a conscious decision and effort on my part to not have a drink. And it's not like I could lean on anyone else to make that decision for me. I mean, yeah, I can tell other people that I, you know, have a bit of a, a problem with this and I would appreciate it if you could help me 
you know, steer clear from making those bad choices. But again, if someone wants to do something bad enough, they will do it. And that's what I tell people all the time when they're in a situation where they feel like they could have done more to help someone, particularly in a case of um, people who take their own lives. You know, I've had people close to me in my life take their own life. And, you know, sometimes you sit there and you wonder, what can I have done more to help? Is there something that I didn't do that I could have done? But it's important to remember that no matter what you do or how much you try to help them, if they want to go through with that decision bad enough, they will. Yeah. They will, point blank. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think you're really talking about, like, I, I think the word resilience, I think it's also, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, this is also something we're going to mention more in our future episodes, but like, it's very important to be resilient during the healing process because healing is never easy and it is complicated. Mm -hmm. You got to be very determined that I want myself to be better. Like you, sometimes I think it's totally normal for people to be like, oh, that person like betrayed me. This is unfair. Life did this to me. I do not deserve to be treated like this. No one, no one ever like complimented me. Everyone was like this and that. I think after going through all that, it's very normal to think like this, but it's also very important to know that if there's no one going to be there for me, at least I should be there for myself. At least I should help myself get through all this. And one day when I look back, I would be thankful for myself. Um, I think um, if we're going to make probably a more um, common analogy with um, therapy is like, for example, if you caught a cold, um, sometimes we felt like, uh, right, we just like we have pills for cold and then we eat the pill, we're good. But the thing is, when usually when you get caught cold, you stay at home, you get more sleep, you eat healthier, you try to like relax. Like I'm, I guarantee you, if you get a cold, go like even if you had the pill, like let's say therapy is a pill, if you go back to partying, if you go back to wearing that like crop top in the cold for like more than three hours, your cold is not going to get better. So same for therapy. I think even if um, you went to therapy, but you still like not doing the homework or like keep going back to the same toxic friend group or keep like hurting yourself with the negative thoughts, I think it's going to be harder for you to get better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, doing the homework, doing the homework is one of the biggest parts about therapy. I think for me, that was game changing. It was learning how to cope and change my thought patterns and my thought processes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that had to do with, you know, the homework that my therapist gave me was Things like when you start feeling anxious, catch yourself and, you know, really think about how you're feeling, write it down, analyze it and break it down to its, you know, most primitive thoughts um, and learn how you can combat that. But you have to actively combat those thoughts. You know, that's something that I've shared with many people in my life that deal with anxiety um, in any way is that 
the thing is you need to actively combat those thoughts yourself. They're not just going to magically go away, right? Yeah. And, and it's a lot easier. It's, it's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But a big part of it is that self-talk, that you, how you talk to yourself. Um, so for me, homework from therapy was all about changing how I, th- I talked to myself. And that was really hard to do, but that had you know, that took a conscious effort on my part to change how I talked about myself to other people and also how I talked to myself, you know? Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think it's very important to do the homework after therapy because we've been dealing our former situations in a less healthier way. We started to form habits and going to therapy, doing the homework is when you start to break the old habits and form new habits. I think, uh, for example, for my situation with OCD, my old habit would be um, when it comes to like, uh, like the most common one, like closing the door, for example, my old habit would be, I can't bear with my intrusive thoughts. I'm just going to check if the door is locked over and over and over again. Um, that brought me instant comfort, but in the long run, it made OCD worse for me. So what my therapist told me to do this, um, exposure therapy, which is to, when you want to check if the door is locked or not just leave like do not check the door he told me that um after not checking the door you will fear feel like this intense like anxiety but after that intensity is peaking um the anxiety is gonna go down and he said you gotta form like you gotta do exposure therapy enough of times to realize that ocd a lot of the intrusive thoughts are not real i think um as kami said it's like easier said than done when you really do it it's extremely painful and sometimes you question yourself like why am I doing this to myself it's so painful at the moment why don't I choose like the instant comfort but just like breaking the habit and forming a habit it's very hard to do so and with the um, analogy we mentioned earlier like it's kind of like walking into this forest you've been so far into the forest and you really need to do homework week by week to kind of accumulate the steps to finally walk out the forest. Yeah. I think another important thing to think about is people that deal with trauma mm-hmm. and have some form of PTSD. PTSD negatively affects your life in so many ways. Um, be it your relationships with people, how you behave in certain situations. Um, It can affect your sleep. It can affect, you know, romantic relationships. If it's, you know, trauma from a past relationship or, you know, something like a sexual assault that follows you into a relationship, it can affect you adversely in so many different ways. And I think one of the biggest things that we don't realize is for me and dealing with my trauma the best way was to talk about it and talk about what had happened to me not necessarily just with anyone like with a therapist in a controlled environment where you know we could slowly parse through things together instead of just you know ripping off the band-aid and going all in at once (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah like I was not about bring to salt. yeah yeah bring salt and rub it in the wound like no <laughs> it was much more controlled conversation than that but you know I, I I think about I just think about people that have PTSD and want things to get better but mm-hmm. maybe they were like me in the beginning and didn't really know how to make things better. And I can say in my experience, it was talking about it. Talking about it was the biggest thing that helped me. And it may not help you, but I seriously think that going to therapy and talking about a trauma that happened to you and, you know, laying your cards out on the table, I think is a really big step to taking back your life yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, as Kemi said, talking is really a big part in your healing process. And I totally agree, which is why I want to bring out the second point, um, the importance of journaling between sessions. Um, I think that, you know, for me, um, sometimes, like between sessions, I would like in terms of trauma, sometimes I would so with my trauma is my, I experienced a scam, which um, made me, caused me to be very afraid of any phone calls. Like when I hear like a text message popping up, I'd be like, is this a scammer? Is this like um, them trying to contact me again? Like I get scared of that. And then I can't take any phone calls even from like food deliveries. And then for me, it is very important to um, to write down like what happened between sessions. Like if I had my sessions from Monday on Mondays. So between that, I would write down like, oh, like on Wednesday, I received this phone call and I didn't want to pick it up because my thought process was this and what experience, like, and also what symptoms I experienced. Like, for example, I had like a panic attack after hearing the phone call. I think these are all valuable stuff to write down, to talk to your therapist in your next session. Um, Cause if you're not going to write it down, you're not going to remember it by the next, when the next session comes, you're like, oh my gosh, it was so painful. I called the crisis line. Someone helped me got through the night. And then I, I felt like, oh, it's not that serious probably. And then you forgot about it. And then in next session, you are not updating with your therapist with the most important stuff that happened, which your therapist can in return, give you some professional advice on it. Yeah. I mean, I think journaling could look different for different people. Like not everyone needs to write everything down. Um, But I think the crux of what you're saying is you need to be aware of yourself and in tune with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like take some time to sit down and think and think about things related to your mental health and your mental health journey, your struggles, and really pay attention to the things that make you tick, you know, Mm -hmm. pay attention to things that make you uncomfortable And perhaps these are things to bring up in a therapy session, you know, like, why does this make me uncomfortable? Why does this make me tick? You know, I had this problem where I didn't like when people came up behind me and gave me hugs or like grabbed me from behind. And for the longest period of time, 
I didn't understand that it was because of sexual assault trauma. And I just, whoa, do you hear that thunder? Oh my God, you're, it's raining? <laughs> yeah, the thunder's crazy here. <laughs> yeah, mine um, here is also kind of cloudy. Yeah, but um, I didn't realize that that was because of trauma. And it just occurred to me one day when I was sitting down and thinking, I was like, why do I get so uncomfortable when people do certain things around me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why do I get so uncomfortable when I'm not in control of certain situations? And I brought that up to my therapist and my therapist said, you know, I, you had this trauma happen to you from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't like not being in control of your body and your autonomy. And I said, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So that's a big reason why I don't like being drunk. Like I, I've only been drunk, what, maybe twice. And that was, you know, around my family mm-hmm. in like a safe environment. Like I've never been drunk at a party or at a club or anything like that, because I like to be in control of my body and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like I can't be like that if I'm drunk at a party. Like, I don't trust the people around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think writing down of what, like, happening day to day really sometimes, like, just suddenly rings a bell for you. Like, it's like, wait, I realized this pattern. I've been writing about something. Like, like as you said on our last episode like it's connecting the dots for you Mm -hmm. but it's not through therapy but through writing stuff down by yourself I think um also I think another another thing that journal did for me was actually to just let myself encourage myself (laughs) like sometimes I would be so obsessed and have all these like intrusive thoughts and then I'm just like keep thinking and keep thinking and like trapping my thoughts I can't get out of it and I felt like let me just write it down and to see what's really concerning me what am I really trying to figure out and then I would write like this whole two pages and then I'm like and then my mind just like get clearer and clearer throughout the process like oh Mm -hmm this is what happening. I'm stressed about this project or um, I just didn't like the way my last day treated me. Like these are the stuff that's all been happening at the same time that it's probably too much to be processed in mind, but it's better to be written down. Yeah. I mean, I have a a notebook. I have many notebooks um, that I write and sketch in and I separate them uh, based on theme and stuff. And I have this green notebook that I titled Broken Glass, A Tragedy. And it's mm-hmm. a notebook that I write all my negative feelings in. And I usually only write in that book when I'm feeling really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And writing in that book has helped me through so much because even if I don't feel better immediately after I've written my thoughts down, the next day or maybe a week later, two weeks later, a month later, when I go back and reread those thoughts, I think to myself, I was being so irrational. I was purely going off of emotion 
in the moment. And I was letting that hurt and affect me so much that writing in that notebook actually helped me think more logically and think clearer Mm -hmm. Um, because I started realizing the thought patterns that I had, the reoccurring intrusive thoughts that I had, um, like for full transparency in a relationship, I was having issues with um, jealousy and I didn't realize that that stemmed from insecurity. But I only really realized that with the help of my therapist after I read her various entries from my notebook. And she said, look, I think I'm seeing a theme here and that's insecurity. And I was like, really? Like you got that from the entries? And I was like, I I feel like I just sound angry. And she was like, yeah, you are angry, but there's a reason for this anger. And this is your reason, you know? So I think personally for me, writing down negative emotions has helped me become a much more logical thinker. Like I can't even, I feel like the last time I wrote in that book was almost like three months ago. Because I didn't wow. need to, I haven't, I haven't needed to. That's the same lens as the last time I cried, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Something just recalled. I cried in the middle of July. Never mind. <laughs> I cry all the time. It's okay. Um, I think, you know, as Kemi was talking about, you know, the last part, like the jealousy part, I kind of realized I also have some insecurity I got to deal with because I'm always this is off topic of today's like scene but it's like I'm also a jealous person I need I probably need to talk that to my therapist as well like I was very (laughs) jealous and stalking people (laughs) which is why you know guys I think other than the stuff we mentioned I'm like we mentioned earlier in this episode like doing homework and journaling you know, guys, listening to this podcast should also be added on the list of like what you should do other than going to therapy. You know, you you could be inspired during this podcast. Like sometimes you just ring a bell like, oh my gosh, is this what is happening? Like guys, (laughs) we're not trying to educate you. We are one of you. Like you, you are me. I am you. We have different, we suffer from different problems, but we're all in the same shoe and we are here to support each other. Gosh, that's such a great ad. <laughs> that is a great ad. Homies, we're here for you. What, what is this called? Organic ad? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Organically grown ads right here on the Baby It's Therapy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so if you click here, click in here by accident, this is Baby It's Therapy podcast. It's available. <laughs> Yeah, it's available on all podcast platforms. Yeah, (laughs) so continue with that. Um, I think, oh, continue with the journaling topic. I think Kemi mentioned like a really good point. Like sometimes you can have multiple notebooks for like journaling. Like, did you say that? You have multiple notebooks? No, I'm listening to the thunder. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh but do you 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 do have multiple notebooks yeah 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 I was like oh my gosh wait (laughs) yeah don't worry it's my hosting journey (laughs) it's my hosting career ending early (laughs) I heard something wrong (laughs) yeah so like with a multiple notebook part like I think it's definitely important like for me my journal stuff 
I, I just write everywhere. It's like everywhere. I, I just grab a piece of paper. I'm not that organized, but I have different themes. Like sometimes I would start with what made you sad today? Or sometimes I just try not to clear my mind. So then I just write whatever comes to the head or like what is making you anxious today? I think that's all like different topics that maybe if you want to start journaling, that's some great stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or Kimmy, do you have anything add for like how to start journaling maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a good place to start is just talking about your day. Yeah. Like, what have I done? What did I feel throughout the day? And, and things like that. I think that's a good place to start. You know, you don't have to go into any, like, super deep metaphysical journaling the first time you open up, you know, a new moleskin or something. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you yeah. know. You know, just start simple. Like, what did you do today? How did you feel throughout the day? Was there something in particular that made you happy? Was there something in particular that made you mad or made you sad? Um, Yeah. I think it could be something so small. Like, start with, like, a singular incident. Speaking of that, I think my mind's everywhere. Speaking of jealousy and speaking of insecurity, I stalk (laughs) my ex-crush, ex-girlfriend, Instagram today which has nothing to do with me at all which could show my intensity of jealousy equals to intensity of insecurity (laughs) I gotta find a service to deal with that oh my gosh (laughs) yeah that's that (laughs) um so other than doing homework and journaling I think it's also very important to reflect on sessions like like just reflect on what happened during session what did you like and didn't like like for example um I probably mentioned the informal episodes like once I was complaining about my parents and then my therapist said yeah they're crazy they're toxic which made me really uncomfortable and even though I said um crazy is probably not a good word like we gotta be more understanding there's a cultural factor for there he continued to call them with the word crazy so I think it's very important to reflect on like what made you uncomfortable I think for, for me, like, if that make me uncomfortable, I'm continue going to, like, communicate that with my therapist, and if he can, like, also change of what he did for not, for making me uncomfortable, I think I still have the trust for my therapist to, to continue to be in session with him, and I feel like if you communicate with what made you uncomfortable in session, and you see that your therapist is not doing anything, putting any effort to change it, I think that's also a good sign for you to think about if you need a new therapist. Yeah, I mean, thinking about what happened in a session can be rough sometimes because I I know I've had sessions where I came out feeling awful Mm -hmm. like I just felt like shit garbage and I just didn't want to think about it at all but and those were usually sessions that had to do with talking about trauma Mm -hmm. and it was really really difficult for me but 
part of the healing process was, okay, what did my therapist say about this one particular moment in time that I talked about that really, really hurt me? You know, what's something that they said that I could benefit from? You know, one of the biggest things that my therapist helped me figure out and navigate is having friendships and relationships with men because that was always a very complicated and difficult thing for me. But, and, and, and I didn't like thinking about it. I, I honestly, like honest to God, Grace, I could not handle thinking about it. It was such a painful thing to think about, you know, but she said a lot of really insightful things that were important for me to keep in mind when it came to the healing journey and figuring out, okay, how can I have these good, healthy relationships with men and, and have men around in my life and still be comfortable, you know? Yeah, I think, which I think, um, do you, would you say that maybe sometimes combining methods would help? Like if it's harsh for you to like think back, would journaling help on help you under this circumstance? Yeah. Yeah, there were plenty of times after after therapy sessions that I wrote down in my green book um, because some of the things we talked about were just so upsetting to me. Uh-huh. And I talked about, like in the journal, I would journal about how I was feeling and I would also journal about the things that my therapist said. Yeah. Um, so whatever really helps you process however you're feeling, I say do that as long as it is productive and healthy yeah you know don't go processing your emotions by taking it out on other people and being toxic and all that kind of stuff but you know however you can process your emotions do that and then yeah you really should reflect on the things you talk about in therapy because the whole point is that you're coming up with a game plan and trying to figure out the root of causes and connect the dots and how you get better but the only way you can really do that is with introspection Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like Cami said, like, it's not just uncomfortable stuff. It's also like, everything, like everything in the in what like happened in that session, like, for example, it could also be thinking about what did I do different that maybe made the session go, go, go better. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, I remember, in the last session I had with my therapist, I've for the longest time, I've been always complaining to my therapist about how I find my dad annoying, but I realized that my therapist always had like a difficult, like difficulty understanding what exactly the problem is, because I would say very vaguely, like he's annoying, but like, I never gave him any detailed example of it. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like the reason I didn't give, gave him give him any detailed example because it was hard for me like those annoying stuff was hard for me to bring up from childhood because I felt like I would become emotional and then sometimes it's hard to get vulnerable in sessions but the last session I really decided like hey these are probably some detailed examples I want to tell my therapist and then I'll be I'll, I'll be like hey so I remember during one time my dad was yelling at me because of this specific incident I explain to him like very in detail of what happened and he's like oh okay I think now I understand a bit better why you say uh you find 
the stuff he did before was inappropriate yeah. and then I think that also helped you to heal like me to heal um so I think that you know after doing that one courageous move last time I think I benefit from it which is something I if I reflect on it I probably need to take note like Grace this is something you probably need to do more in the future sessions yeah speaking of which I definitely think we should have an episode about parents and yeah. parenting and how oh parenting gosh. affects children it's, because it's episode enough I'm not sure we can yeah I don't know it could be like a it could be like a two-parter <laughs> yeah part one and part two it could be like baby is parenting oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, speaking of that, yeah, I have, speaking of that, guys, check out the TikTok channel of our podcast. I feel like for the most jokes on TikTok right now, it's mostly parenting and that toxic and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our TikTok page is pretty cool. Go follow it. It's funny yeah, and relatable. And- it's funny and relatable content, you guys. <laughs> and if you guys like want to see like any type of content definitely email us at baby it's therapy at gmail.com for any good thing or bad thing like you want to say about the podcast we love to hear it might block you if it's not a constructive advice though (laughs) (laughs) ain't no room for the haters yeah, like if you say something, better say it in a nice way. Like, hey, Grace and Kami, I love you guys. But I want to say, yeah, but I better say that in that template, okay? <laughs> Use that template from now on. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I am the host, but also I'm still sensitive, like very sensitive. Like I definitely would block you. <laughs> <laughs> Be gentle, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Gosh, that's so many emotions at the same time. In this podcast i'll block um, you but be nice please <laughs> don't hurt me i just got out from the last dating relationship i'm not ready for this <laughs> also the school is starting i don't think i'm ready for this although it's nothing to do with me but like our podcast is releasing on September 1st, which is a big thing and a lot of stuff to do. So guys, check it out on all available platforms. Mm-hmm. That's enough with the organic ad. So yeah. <laughs> um, another thing I want to mention other than going to therapy is that it's very important to set goals for the future. So which is why I think um, between sessions is also very important to like I guess it's I feel like all the stuff we talk about it's kind of related also like if we're gonna set goals we probably would benefit from like writing down our thoughts through journaling and we would probably know more about what our goals are if we did the homework properly and we would probably know more what we want to achieve in the future in terms of therapy if we reflect on our past sessions yeah so guys I just want to say everything is just like related like all the stuff we mentioned like you can't just journaling for 10 hours and don't do any other stuff it's not gonna work like we gotta do all stuff like balance is key 
Yeah. You got to put in the effort, man. That's, that's the biggest thing is you got to put in the work. Getting better takes effort and it yeah. takes a lot of work. And I feel like a lot of people go into the healing journey, expecting things to just fall into place for them. And that is not at all how it works. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think it's funny how therapy is both expensive, but you also need to put in a lot of work. <laughs> like, it's like not college. like classic surgery. <laughs> it's like college. Yeah. You pay God. like 50 grand a year. You still have all this homework and hard work you got to do. I know. Well, therapy is probably a little bit more rewarding than the college courses. <laughs> Just oh. a little more, you know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um I think also other than you know doing homework journaling reflecting on sessions setting goals for the future I think all other habits would work like um reading eating healthy exercise sleeping like all that is all related I wouldn't like definitely therapy is a game changer and it makes you realize the root problem but can you even, do you even have the energy to journal if you don't eat a meal probably in life where you stay up till like 6 a.m. and then decide to suddenly wake up and then reflect on your session? Can you really remember anything? So it's all related, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, um, speaking of reading, I think check out our Instagram page. We, we have a lot of book recommendations. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. We haven't set it up yet, but yeah, cut that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, let me look. Um, and I think another thing I want to mention is that I think hmm. I feel like so recently I read this quote about like success like it's not about that instant happiness you feel after you achieve the goal is the all the little happiness that piles up what uh, in the process of achieving your goal so I think that's very similar to um therapy as well gosh I lost the point I don't know what I was trying to prove with that quote <laughs> okay never mind (laughs) okay I guess okay maybe starting over is I think I think we can conclude the episode now I don't have anything to add sure okay so guys I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I just want to say um, doing the homework, journaling, reflecting on past sessions, and setting goals for what you want to achieve in future sessions are four very important stuff to do other than going to therapy itself. Yes. Uh, There's more to do than just sitting in the office and having a chat. Or just crying. <laughs> you know, that too. or asking your therapist to adopt you (laughs) that's not gonna happen (laughs) I tried guys I tried for all of you (laughs) I don't think yeah (laughs) so I think um and also I, I I understand you know with all these hard work um 
it can get frustrated and it can feel complicated sometimes, but we are here for you. Um, we are a community here to support each other and healing really is a journey rather than something somewhere. Kemi, can you cut in? I lost my point constantly today. <laughs> healing, healing is a process. And I think we need to constantly remind ourselves that no matter what stage we are in the journey, healing is a process. It has, you know, you're going to go through growing pains while mm-hmm. you grow throughout the process, but you got to remember to just, I hate saying trust the process, but it, it, it's kind of the essence of what I'm trying to say is that if you put in the work you, you know, you show up, you do what you're supposed to do, and you make an active conscious choice to get better. It'll come. It just takes time. And it may take longer for some people than it does for others. And that's perfectly okay. We don't compare our own healing journeys with anyone else's that's not productive. So don't do that. Um, But it'll come, it'll happen. You just you need to want it and put the work in. Yeah. If you put in the hard work, I promise you, plus Cami promising you guys, the healing will happen before you even notice the changes will happen on you and your new habits are forming. And before you even get to notice, it's kind of like the same as going to classes and learning new stuff, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Or going to the gym, you know, you can't expect to lose can't expect to lose 20 pounds in a week you know like those muscles are growing when you're sleeping (laughs) exactly so it's checking in every once in a while on that scale and seeing those numbers go down I think is when you really start to realize like the things that I am doing are making a difference yeah so for therapy it would be like one day you suddenly realize oh, I know how to set boundaries or like, oh, those toxic friends are nowhere to be seen. I've caught them off. It's Mm -hmm. magical as that. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Baby It's Therapy Podcast. We are available. Yeah, and that's all we have for today's episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... Baby Therapy... The Maybe It's Therapy podcast is available wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'll see you guys in next. I'll listen. You guys listen? No. Tune in to next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)